there's a there's a moral test going on um and that's so there's there's a moral test on how much freedom you're willing to give up and save other people's lives and on my level in uh in in journalism in my company Gannett and uh you know I'm sure other industries uh across the world there is a moral question of how much are you willing to sacrifice economically so that your teammates can and your coworkers can continue to get a check What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Kari Show. This is actually episode one of a show within a show, or maybe a series, we'll call it. Uh, This is episode one of the Coronavirus Chronicles. As you know, coronavirus has affected the entire world. It shut down the entire sports world, and it's really affected the American economy. So I think in order to process it, it's best for me to kind of talk it out and document what's going on as it goes on uh, for me to cope with it and for your entertainment. So I hope you enjoy episode one, which is entitled Collective Sacrifice. But before I get into the concept of collective sacrifice, let's talk a little bit about how... I became conscious of this coronavirus stuff because uh, it wasn't something I was paying attention to until about two and a half weeks ago when I was in Murfreesboro, Tennessee for the Tennessee State High School Girls Basketball Tournament. And, you know, it was a normal week. We began the week driving up to Nur- Murfreesboro. I drove up there by myself and my Honda Accord. Uh, getting ready to cover three Memphis area girls basketball teams that had made it to the state tournament. And uh, we got there on Tuesday. I believe games were started to play Wednesday morning. They played all day Wednesday. And Wednesday was when the Rudy Gobert stuff went down. In case you don't know about Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert is an NBA player for the Utah Jazz, and he's pretty good. He's an all-star, and he didn't take coronavirus that seriously. Like He started playing around with reporters' microphones after a scrum. He went and made sure he touched everybody's microphone that was all in a pile, whether it was a phone or a voice recorder. He wouldn't put his hands all over it. Um, just kind of as a joking, uh, you don't have to worry, you don't have to stay six feet away type deal. Well, that fast forward a couple days, Rudy Gobert becomes the first player in the NBA to test positive for coronavirus. And also one of his teammates, Donovan Mitchell, shortly after, tests positive for coronavirus. And so when the NBA realized that they could be endangering their players by letting them play with the likes of a Rudy Gobert, 
um, or someone who had been infected with coronavirus, they immediately shut the league down and suspended it indefinitely. And when they suspended it, a bunch of other sports leagues followed, like the NCAA canceled March Madness, the SEC tournament, which was in Nashville, became canceled, the Masters got postponed, the Boston Marathon postponed, basically the entire sports world coming to a stop on on Wednesday, I believe. As we're finding out the news that all these things are canceled, uh, the TSSAA has continued to play with its girls' basketball tournament. We show up at 10 a.m. for games like it's normal. Um, there are some rumblings as to whether or not it would be played without fans, but ultimately they let the fans in, and they decided to keep playing. And they played a full day's worth of games uh, from about 10 a.m. to about uh, 8 o'clock at night. Uh, just with, with fans, with everybody, it was like a normal atmosphere. Then after the game, after all the cancellations had rolled in, they decided to cancel the tournament. And when the tournament got canceled, I uh, <laughs> I couldn't sleep. So I got up at 5 a.m. and drove back to Memphis, about the three and a half hours back to Memphis. Um, it actually put me in perfect timing to go on the radio and talk about it um, on Sports 56, where I sometimes do radio appearances. And, I, you know, at that point, I'd never known that life would be so forever altered by this. So now, um, being a sports writer, I am working remotely. Um, the entire city of Memphis, along with much of the country, has shut down. They closed Tom Lee Park um, yesterday, which is basically the big downtown park that's along the river where they have Beale Street. It's a nice, beautiful, green stretch of land where everyone kind of was going to, you know, get their relief from being cooped up all day from these quarantines. Um, and they announced that Tom Lee Park and Riverside Drive, um, well, Tom, they announced that Tom Lee Park would be close to, ca close to cars and, and closely monitored and that parts of Riverside Drive would be shut down, which I never thought I'd see because that's, I mean, it's like, it's like the Memphis version of like Central Park being shut down. I mean, it's, it's a big, big deal for urban parks like that to, uh, have any kind of restrictions at all, but, um, that's where we are. We're, we're, we're in a world now where nobody can, well, only essential people can physically show up to work. Um, if, and even if you are working an essential job, you are encouraged to, to stay home and work remotely if you can. Um, we're in a world where restaurants cannot serve anything but takeout. Um, we are in a world where there are no live sports being played. Um, professional, college, high school. Um, we are in a world where many people are losing their jobs and uh, many people are, uh, are losing hope. And uh, if you're not losing your job, um, there are many people who are still affected by it. Um, but, you know, companies are fur furloughing workers, which means that they're um, giving temporary pauses um, so, they, so they don't have to 
pay during the furlough period. Um, and there are also pay cuts um, that are that are coming with this business. And, you know, um, my industry, journalism, has not been exempted from this. As a matter of fact, it's been hit very hard by this. And um, as, been, has, has, as has been reported by multiple, 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 multiple outlets, um, Gannett, the company I work for, has instituted a company-wide furlough. So what they're doing is they are slashing pay across the company for anyone who makes more than $38,000 a year by 25% um, through temporary furloughs. So what their plan is, is for everybody who makes more than 38K to pick a week to take off every month and just have an unpaid week of time off um, so that they wouldn't have to uh, implement mass job cuts um, because there have been massive job cuts uh, throughout the last decade uh, for Gannett and other newspaper companies. And they're not the only ones who's doing it. The Tampa, Tampa Bay Times is another notable paper who has had to do something similar. So you kind of figured it was coming, but you never really get expected until it happens to you and it happens to your shop. So that's where I'm at with it right now. Um, I am actually below the $38,000 mark. So I didn't get affected by the furloughs. So I can't fully tell you what it feels like to have my paycheck slashed in a time like this. I'm just grateful that I still have a job. But I mean, it. I, what I can speak to is the concept of collective sacrifice because it's a moral, it's a moral thing that this coronavirus is testing in more ways than one, right? It's testing. This virus has found a way to test all of America whether or not they're willing to sacrifice for others for the greater good or for a cause bigger than themselves, right? So the virus itself is playing this moral test by saying social distancing is the key. This is what the doctors are recommending. They're recommending everyone to stay away from each other and stop the virus from spreading. Those are the recommendations from the CDC. We're supposed to be doing it through April 30th, at least, probably longer. We are supposed to be staying away from each other and staying inside if we can. And the concept is, how much of your freedom are you willing to sacrifice to save someone else's life? And that question has been answered in a number of ways by a number of people. Some people are dedicated to flattening the curve and staying away from people and stopping the spread of the disease and doing what they have to do from their house. Some people have decided that that is important to save lives. Other people are still <laughs> continuing to go out continuing to crowd around beaches, continuing to mob up and see the Cherry Blossom Festival in D.C. 
and walk on the same sidewalk. Uh, not the Cherry Blossom Festival, but just the Cherry Blossoms in D.C. Um, and just walk along the same side sidewalk all bunched together. There were, at the beginning of this pandemic, people who, in the midst of the warnings, were still trying to go to bars in Nashville. And there are still people trying to hit the beaches. Still to this day, people are trying to hit the beaches in Florida. So you have some people who clearly are like, coronavirus is not going to mess up my plans. And then you have... You know, and on the same time, you have other people who are willing to make the sacrifice. I mean, is it easy for everyone to not be able to go to work and to not, you know, be able to do all their favorite stuff? No, it stinks. Everybody, you know, wants to be able to live the life we had before. But the reality is that we can't at this moment. The The government is recommending that we don't because uh, it's been projected that if we don't, uh, 2.2 million people are going to die um, in America alone. So major, major loss of life, major, major uh, catastrophe potentially on hand. And if we flatten the curve and if we do what the CDC and the White House and all the people who you know, all the medical people who, who are in charge of running this thing um, say, then perhaps we could get that number down to 100,000. Um, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who has quickly become a, a go-to voice, um, announced that he expects between 100,000. He said he wouldn't be surprised if 100,000 people um, die in this country. And... You know, that is that is certainly towards the lower end of the estimates. It could be between 100,000 and 200,000, according to him. And worst case scenario, between 1.2 and 2.2 million. Not cases, not people who get the coronavirus, people who die from the coronavirus. There will be millions of cases, according to Dr. Fauci and the White House. So the way that so that's the that's the moral way that coronavirus has been testing collective sacrifice. Are you willing to stay inside to save lives? Um, And when you think about it, I mean, yeah, it's hard. You know, people are losing out economically. Right. People are losing out on their freedom. Seniors in high school are missing that entire high school spring that we all remember so vividly and so poignantly but you know uh is it worth lives is it worth lives that's the question because this coronavirus um it is deadlier than the flu it is not something like cancer that's going to kill a large percentage of the people it infects um it is it's going to kill you know less than 3% of the people that get it. Like if you get coronavirus, there's like a 97% chance that you won't die. But the problem is that there's so many people that are going to get it that a lot of them are going to end up, well, a decent amount of them, right? Too many. I mean, one person dying from this is too many, but a large number of what I would consider a large number of people, when you start talking about hundreds of thousands to the millions, are going to get 
the very aggressive strain of this disease that takes people out. And it's a respiratory disease. It messes with your breathing. That is not fun. I mean, it is something that should be taken very seriously, even if you are young. Because if you're young, you're not exempt from getting sick. You're just less likely to get sick. So, again... Um, this, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your lives. I think that it's on you to, uh, kind of read the reporting on what's going on and, uh, gather information and make your own decisions. But what I will say is that, um, there's a, there's a moral test going on. Um, and that's, so there's, there's a moral test on how much freedom you're willing to give up and save other people's lives. And on my level in, uh, in, in journalism, in my company, Gannett, and, uh, you know, I'm sure other industries uh, across the world, there is a moral question of how much are you willing to sacrifice economically so that your teammates can cont- and your coworkers can continue to get a check and feed their families? Um, because Gannett has taken a 25% pay cut across the board for everybody making more than $38,000. What I can say is, although some people may be upset by their already low pay being slashed, um, my take on it is that I'd rather have a smaller check than no check. Um, I'd rather, and maybe this is me not being affected by it, Um, maybe this is me just being too like altruistic, but I think the message that they sent is that they're kind of, that we're all in this together, that everybody's going to sacrifice a little bit so that we can keep doing our jobs and so that we can continue to give everybody some form of payment for now. Um, instead of just firing a bunch of people in the middle of the pandemic when people need news, um, especially strong local reporting, more than ever. So that question of would you sacrifice a fourth of your take-home pay um, for the sake of your coworker continuing to have a job has been uh, answered for us Econet, in that all of us, except for those at the very, very bottom of the totem pole like me, are going to have to sacrifice. So it's a uh, it's an interesting move. And I think. Well, actually, you know, I think I think Gannett honestly did the right thing here um, because the business model had been affected. Advertising had dried up. Um, and you can't pay people without having money and revenue. And so you have to take action. So instead of laying people off, the whole company, we're not just talking about Memphis where I work. We're talking about Memphis. We're talking about Austin, Texas. You know what I'm saying? We are talking about um Detroit, Michigan. We're talking about major metros here and uh you know it's a it's a company-wide thing 
that uh, everybody's going to sacrifice a little bit so you can save some jobs and keep doing it. So um, how that makes me feel as a team member, it makes me feel that it's not an enviable situation. Um, you'd rather that the business makes enough money to sustain itself during times like these because what we do is important. But I think that it was at least a thoughtful thing to do for everyone to pony up and sacrifice and save jobs because when you have no income man uh, i can't you can work with something okay i still feel like i have something for now and i can work with that i have a little bit of money coming in so i can still go to work i can still do what i gotta do um still gives me a little bit of hope um i can still pay my rent and not have to move back in with my parents. Um, I can work with that. I am all for solutions that allow me to do that. Um, but at the same time, um, there are folks with real bills and real obligations that um, I don't really have. Um, you know what I'm saying? There are people with kids, you know what I'm saying? How how are you going to feed your kids on uh, 75% of a journalist's salary? You know, that is uh, <laughs> that is tough. I also think about the people who are, the line is $38,000. What about the people that are at $38,500? What about the people that are at thirty nine? What about the people that are at forty, forty one? You know what I'm saying? They got their paychecks um, slashed, man. Um, and it's tough. I mean, you know, uh, the, the extra week off... Um, I guess, I mean, you know, it might not be the worst thing in the world to uh, just have a week free from work um, for the next couple months, um, mental health wise, but uh, finances wise, I can see how that puts a strain. I can see how that puts a strain. So um, collective sacrifice, man, it's uh, it's been a test. Coronavirus has uh, already tested us a lot um, and taught us a lot about what people are willing to do in terms of uh, facing pressure. And I just think that it's uh, really interesting that Gannett, which is an American for-profit company, um, is taking the route of collective sacrifice, similar to the message that that our doctors have been giving us, um, that we're all in this together and that we will beat this together. And if everybody sacrifices a little bit, it will be good for the collective of the team. So this was episode one of the Corona Chronicles on the Kari Show. Um, I'll be documenting weekly uh, what life is like uh, in the coronavirus era. As I'm continuing to social distance, I will keep you guys posted from my studio here in my apartment in Memphis. So appreciate y'all listening. Um, And we'll talk to you soon. Take care.